0: hi i'm spencer and i'm blake and you're You're about about to get get jumped. jumped welcome to episode 114 of blake and spencer get jumped a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to but you should still totally watch the anime this week on Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater, episodes 41 through 44, where Stein goes on a magical journey through insanity, madness can be avoided with the placebo effect, and your blood doesn't work right after mommy hits you.
1: Oh my god. Okay, so before this, Blake said, I'm gonna make it dark, and he made it way darker than that. <laughs> it
0: is where it is. Oh god, let's jump in. Get jump! You know, in my defense, it's also a pretty literal translation. Oh yeah, it's of what like
1: happens. it's it's totally <laughs> literal on what happens, though. It is it is just a very dark version of what happens. Um, also, there's gonna be a, a a sweet key happening inside of this episode too, and we didn't we didn't talk about that. Yeah, didn't talk about the oh, clowns at all. We didn't talk about the Keyblade, man. We could have said death. The kid turns into Sora. Well. You know, ifs and buts. (laughs) Yeah, if they were candy and nuts. Yeah.
0: Uh, Um, So, hey, everybody.
1: Um, We are back this week talking about more Soul Eater. Uh, We're going to get into it in just a minute. Uh, I have a a quick thing that I'm going to throw out there. If uh, Blake doesn't have anything more pressing, I'm sure he's uh, going to talk about Digimon I've got one bit of
0: news, so it doesn't really matter what order.
1: Are you just going to talk more about Digimon? Well, there's been actual news. Oh, sure there has been. Is it it that you're watching more Digimon? No, that's not the news. I actually have not watched more. Oh, okay, fine. Anyways, um, before we get into that, uh, so I, uh, Blake and I have been chatting a little bit um, about more content to put out there and more things to do. Um, I also got completely schooled in Anime Jeopardy last week. Um, I... I didn't answer very many of the questions right at all. Um, so uh, i i started I started this week a little bit uh, with an anime episode a day of shows that I have never seen before. Um, and this is just for for everybody out there to to start doing something while you're stuck at home. Uh, for myself to start doing something while I'm stuck at home. Um, and so far I, I started on Monday, uh, watching a, a new anime that I have never seen before. Um, let me, let me tell you, let me take you on a a quick journey through this, this anime that I, (sighs) okay. So you know how we don't really like fan service? (laughs) I, I do know that. Okay. So I was like, okay, I I know on Monday I want to watch something that I never really watch, which is mech animes. Um, I haven't really paid attention to them in the past, and so I wanted to watch one that I know people talk about, um, but one that uh, maybe I shouldn't have started which, with, which was Full Metal Panic. Um, the first episode is... It's too much. <laughs> it's like... Um, so uh, I, I will say this, uh, uh, Brady Johnson wrote back saying that uh, it's been a while, uh, but he really adores Full Metal Panic. Um, and that some of the things that happen inside of the first episode are not exactly tra- are representative of what happens throughout the show. Um, so maybe I should stay on to it. Um, but one of the things that I'm doing with this is I'm live tweeting as I go through. Yeah, I saw um, some of those. I, as I go through the episode, um, and it, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I'm proud of some of the tweets and I, at, at some of the other tweets, I'm just kind of like, oh man, uh, uh, what such was I Twitter. watching? <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the one that I stuck out to me the most, and is just the most representative to, of the way that this show is going, um, is Okay. There are like four different characters in the starting, uh, in the start of the show, um, that are just kind of gross. Um, and one of my favorite parts is they give this main guy who's like 21 jump streeting back to high school in order to protect this girl that's there from some threat that we don't really know about yet. Um, was they give him just one condom and he's like Uh uh-oh, someone's going to high school and look out, random people, he has one condom. (laughs) Oh my god. That just makes me think of the scene
0: from 21 Jump Street, the, uh, you know, the film remake comedy where they're like, don't fuck no students, don't fuck no teachers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like... It, it it reminded me of that there's also a character who every chance he gets a uh, a moment to do it it's it's very obvious that he's an older person uh that shouldn't be inside of the school and he is one of the guys that's like on the outside looking in and he looks he he's keeping a photo of this girl when she was like Thirteen, And now, uh, and he's like, she's 13. Don't look at her that way. And he's like, okay. And then they're like, well, it was, it's been a few years. So now she's 16 and he's just like, okay. And I'm just like, still gross. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know much
0: about age of consent in Japan, but I do know there's a lot of like young girls as sex objects, creep factor in anime. And I assume that translates into the culture in a, uh, less, uh, obvious way.
1: Yeah. So, and also, uh, but
0: also the older guy posing as a younger kid just makes me think of It's always sunny in Philadelphia when they do like Frank's origin and they're like, how old are you? Son? He goes, 19, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, with that being said, though, I am going to uh, continue watching a a new mech anime um, every Monday um, until I kind of run out of them. Uh, I'm just going to watch the first episodes through them and then just kind of start circling back through them. Um, and then I'm going to try to do a different anime throughout the week. Um, and I, I was like, I'm going to do a full week last week. And then as I got into it, I was like, no, I would, I would rather turn this into something that we would attach to the podcast. Um, so the way that I'm going to be doing it now um, is I, I want a suggestion from everybody uh, for like once a week. I'm going to start posting this on Twitter, just ask for people's suggestions on like what I should do. And then I'm just going to try to kick it off. Um, the, the one that I was thinking about watching for Tuesday is use Tuesday as like terror Tuesdays and have a uh, horror anime. And I was thinking about watching Parasite, the last Maxim or the Maxim, I can't remember what it's called, but that anime is always one that I've thought about watching all the way through. Um, I think I've watched like one or two episodes of it so far and it is Gross, and it also kind of reminds me of uh, what would happen if uh, the animorphs that came to Earth were actually super evil monsters that turn you into blade monsters, um, because it, it really seems like that's might be what it's going towards. Meant um, to that, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what is happening inside of the show yet. Um, there's also a couple of animes that I I would love to rewatch as Terror Tuesday animes, um, and uh one of them is paranoia agent because i have uh i know that i have watched all of it um but i don't remember much of what happens other than the kid with the golden bat and the world turning into an insane paranoia world and i think there's an episode where one guy turns into a fake superhero for some reason i, I know it's a weird show and i just want to rewatch it really badly but anyways so uh,
0: i I'm curious, have you seen Code Geass
1: before? So I've watched the first episode of Code Geass like three times. And each time I'm like, I'm going to keep watching it. And then each time I'm like, I'm going to put it down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've watched the whole thing. I watched it back in college, so it's been a hot minute. And it's a show that I'd like to rewatch. And it's actually one of the shows that I am thinking of trying to watch with my husband, who is not an anime person. But I think it has enough, like, uh, political chess matching that it's interesting even outside of anime. And I don't think it has a lot of, like, those annoying anime trips of, like, you know, really over-the-top reactions or really over-the-top fan service and stuff. I think it's pretty light on that stuff in my mm-hmm. uh, in my memory, at least. It does have some real stretch-ass-pull-this-is-how-that-worked moments, but I think we can kind of look over those. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember really enjoying Code Geass, but I think the general consensus is that the first half of it is great, and then they jump the shark. And I do remember losing a lot of steam in the second half of it, so I probably would agree with that upon rewatch, but uh, it's real good. So if you're looking for a show to double down on, I would say check Code Geass, give it another pass.
1: Yeah, it's also very difficult for me to watch mech animes, and this is one of the reasons I'm forcing myself to do it, um, because the 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 standard that I hold mech animes to always is just Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, because that was my, one of my first animes that I ever watched. Um, I was in elementary school watching Neon Genesis Evangelion with a friend of mine over at his house, Um, and I was watching it kind of, we, we watched like six episodes at a time and it was one of those shows that kind of shaped the way that I watch anime, um, with a young and impressionable mind who maybe shouldn't have been watching that kind of anime. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it also, it gives such weight and existentialism to the way that they did Uh, politics inside of uh, mech animes that kind of makes me want all mech animes to have politics inside of them and if they don't have those I just want them to be as ridiculous as possible because the other mech anime that I love more than anything else is Gurren Lagann because Gurren is just like do you want crazy shit yeah do you want good humor yeah gotcha because it's just, the fights are ridiculous, and the humor is high quality inside of it. You also, know, I've only ever seen the first beautiful. few
0: episodes of Grand Legan. Um and I really liked it and wanted to keep watching it, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was back when I lived in San Francisco, and we were um, watching it with a friend, and then that, you know, how you have, like, weekly dates to get together and watch stuff with friends, and sometimes that just falls apart and vanishes, and that's what happened, and I've never gone back to it, and
1: I really want to yeah but it's a it's a fantastic show well. Um, anyways that's what I'm going to be doing so uh, if you have suggestions on this I am going to open it up this week I'm going to put the topics on each one of the days um, I'm still playing around with what the other topics I want to be on there um, so my suggestions are going to go up in uh, a tweet on Monday um, I, I think I'm going to stick with Mech Mondays just because I kind of like it um, I think uh, I think Terror Tuesdays is an interesting one just because it's going to get me to watch animes that I haven't watched before um, but I, I I'm going to put the suggestions on the other ones that I'm going to watch and then I'm going to stick to it. So <laughs> if you want to watch along with me, you totally can. And I'll be naming what shows I'm going to be watching every day. Um, well, that sounds fun. You guys should check it
0: out. Uh, you were talking about horror anime and that made me realize that I am going to give an unplanned, unsolicited review of a horror anime that I was watching recently. Um, and, uh, and it's, a it's also an anime that I can't, uh, I can't watch anymore.
1: Um, it's called Tokyo <laughs> okay. Ghoul. Oh my God. It's very popular yeah. and I hate it. <laughs> So some people, some people have that response on Tokyo Ghoul. I am somebody who watched the first season of it and I, I watched it all the way through. Um, I liked the fights, but also at the same time I was like, oh yeah, this is really, really fucking graphic. Um, yeah.
0: Let me say, uh, I can see why people would like it. I mostly don't like it because it's not my thing rather than because it's not good um it's just really outside of my interests it is a niche interest it's the the concept is that there are people who are actually secretly ghouls which are kind of like zombie vampires uh essentially because they they feed on other people and they do it not by sucking their blood but by literally consuming those other people um they can then extend sort of a hardened blood-like scale weapons from their bodies. And that part is very cool to me. But as we have discussed in our Hunter x Hunter episodes, I am not a huge fan of people being eaten. And that is a real, it's a, hard, a hurdle that is hard for me to get over. And yeah. uh the, the show is really predicated on people being eaten. And I watched up through about episode 15, I want to say, off the top of my head, somewhere around there, the main character was being tortured by this dude who was like cutting off his limbs and waiting for them to regrow and then cutting them off again. Uh, and so if that's your jam, Tokyo Ghoul <laughs> has that in spades. It is not my jam. I don't like the sort of like misery porn that the show seems to traffic in. And uh, I don't like people being eaten. I don't particularly like people being tortured Uh, So I was watching an episode the other day and I was just like, you know, I started watching this because it's popular. It has not clicked with me and I've only kept watching it because I've been making myself and because I was like, well, maybe the fights will get better because the fights are interesting. I think that the animation quality is a little bit below where I'd like it to be to make up for the other parts of the show that I don't like. And Mm -hmm. the powers uh, at the point in the show where I was are ill-defined to the point that uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Naruto and Bleach theory of powers where they have very specific things that they do and very specific rules that they follow and you understand those and then you get to watch the characters use them in creative ways. Uh, I love that shit and Tokyo Ghoul is much more on the nebulous I can shoot these things from my blood arms at you and uh, mm-hmm. it just doesn't do it for me. It's just not my thing. Uh, it is super bloody. It's, I guess, technically horror. I think it's more suspense uh, cause I don't think they truly try to scare you as much as disturb you.
1: I feel uh, like it's an action anime more than anything else. I, you what? I, I do not find it to be a horror or a suspense anime. I never felt sus- suspense and I was never really horrified watching it. It was definitely just like a, a very bloody action anime to me.
0: Uh, Okay, well, maybe it changes and gets more action-oriented. But like I said, I got like 15 episodes deep, and I felt that the action was pretty lacking. Um, Mm. And part of that, again, was my reaction to the actual action sequences and being kind of underwhelmed by them. But uh, uh, yeah, I I felt like they were going for this whole thing. Like the last episode I watched, this dude's torturing him. And then there's this big bit near the end where he kills these two people, because he's trying to get the the main character who's being tortured to decide which one survives, and he is paralyzed by the awfulness of that decision and doesn't make it in time, so they both die. And it's just this whole thing where, like, the point seems to be putting the character in these, like, over-the-top horror, kind of Saw-like scenarios. Yeah and then running him through the ringer before resolving it with an action sequence and i don't want to run through that ringer so it's just not for me i can understand why it would be for people uh it's not for me i I used to date a guy who was really into like horror movies and bad movies in general and i i can enjoy them from a certain standpoint but he had like a severe love for them and like i see why it's just not a love that i share and uh (laughs) This is one of those situations where I'm like, I am not saying Tokyo Ghoul is bad. Uh, I I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, I think the storytelling is fine. It's just not a story that I like being told, and so I'm not going to watch anymore. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, Digimon news. Um, (laughs) Real quick, the new Digimon adventure anime that I was gushing about has been placed on indefinite hiatus because of the coronavirus. Oh, Uh, God. So they got three episodes in and there is no more. I don't think it's been canceled. I think it is an indefinite hiatus in that they don't know definitely when they'll be able to get back to it rather than they intend not to get back to it. Uh, It has been, in my understanding, wildly successful. And uh, I think that they are eager to continue with it. Um, It's also my understanding, as I said, I haven't watched more than the first episode. There are now three available Um, It's my understanding that the first three episodes essentially create a mini-movie, so if you're interested, it's a good time to go watch those episodes, but just know the next episodes will not be forthcoming, so approach it like a movie that is teasing a series, TBD, instead of the first three episodes of a series that was supposed to continue, which is technically the truth. Um, Also, in Digimon game news, Digimon Survive, which is the tactics rpg with permadeath that's coming out uh, has also been postponed Uh, but the news on this has been weird i got several uh updates that it had been postponed indefinitely um several stories that had been postponed because they wanted to rework it after the premiere of the digimon anime maybe to make it less or more like that digimon anime that is coming out now and uh or i guess was coming out now Um, And then also, I then read a story that the uh, reports of the postponing of the release date of Survive or the indefinite hiatus of the release date of Survive were a misquote in the magazine that had then been clarified by somebody on the production team. So there have been a lot of stories about how Digimon Survive has been indefinitely hiatus and more in the way of like, this might never arrive versus, like, the Digimon Adventure, which is, like, they're just not at the office right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's not true. But there, it's just been kind of an up-and-down week for Digimon News um, after yeah. a big week for Digimon News in the preceding one.
1: So <laughs> yeah. that's um, where we are. Thanks, yeah. Coronavirus. Yeah. I I just I think a lot of things we're not going to be able to get uh, when we wanted to get them. And I think yeah. that that's one of those things where it's just like, I'm erring on the side of uh, this is obviously this is, this is one of the things that, that sucks right now, um, but at the same time, I'm going to throw it out there that there is a ton of content that has been released over the past couple of years in the anime world, and there will be more stuff coming out, so this is kind of a good time for, if you're stuck at home, it, it, watch along with us, watch our the shows that we're covering, watch with me every week um, to go through these episodes of anime, and maybe find something new that you love, that you didn't expect to find because you're doing a deep dive because you can't get your automatic fix. Um, Yeah, this is the time
0: for the uh, backlog clearing.
1: Yeah. Um, With that being said, we are about to jump in, I swear, but the last thing that (laughs) I, I really wanted to point out this week... Um, was a, a a quick plug on uh, reviews for our podcast. Um, Blake and I have been talking a lot about additional content to put out for people. Um, and one of the things that we are having, we're actually having a meeting about today um, is uh, possible additional content that we can stick with that keeps on coming out. Um, I've tried to do Patreon-only episodes. Um, I have tried to... Um, do a, a couple of video ones that I, I didn't really like what we were churning out. Um, and I've gotten a lot of different reviews, especially talking about uh, requesting more Naruto content. Um, so uh, we are definitely hearing you in the reviews. Um, but one of the ways that we get pushed forward with this show, if you, if you like it and we like putting it out... Um, is that reviews help people find our show uh, so that we can grow into a bigger podcast. And if you really like the show, um, uh, this is not a plug for our Patreon. As always, if you want to, it's fine. We we love you if you put on Patreon. But what would be uh, even more exciting to us right now is if you just like straight up told somebody else or told a couple of people about the show um yeah. it, it, we we definitely get uh, additional listeners from our core listeners uh who just tell a friend to listen to the show and you know how that can kind of spread and people usually take their interest from the people that they know more than they take them from like articles about like the best podcast to listen to or the the best anime podcast or random stuff like that so we we trust you our small but mighty audience um but uh If, if you, if you want additional stuff to come out of this podcast, um, we definitely want to make it and we're definitely trying to figure out how to do more and more stuff. Um, but it it would really help if we could end up turning this into something that we, we, you, you know, are doing as a, a side job instead of just like a side project. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it doesn't take up a ton of time, but it is something that's kind of on our plate at all times, because as soon as we finish one episode, we have to think about the next week's episode. And so, yeah, any any support, any growth that we can have that would be fostered by you guys would help us out. But also I'll piggyback on that. Any ideas that you have of content that you would love to see that you're not seeing? Let us know. There's obviously some things that we probably can't facilitate, like. I don't know that we could release more episodes in a week or cover more shows than we're covering right now. But if we could release, you know, side projects like what Spencer's talked about, um, you know, these are the kinds of things that we've been been considering for a little while. And, uh, you know, if you've got an idea that maybe we haven't had but would be able to do, then we want to hear from you. So let us know.
1: Yeah. With that being said, um, uh, let's go ahead and jump into previously on Soul Eater all right soul eater centers around a group of people
0: called weapons and meisters the meisters are people who fight with weapons and the weapons are literal people who can turn themselves into a weapon so our main character is maka she's a meister who is uh, very studious she's uh, a, almost a strong silent type uh, which is cool because she's a girl and you don't see that on girls a lot in anime and uh, her partner is soul who is a bit of the like laid-back slacker stereotype who can turn himself into a big ass scythe um, they are friends with a kid named black star who's the best anime character of all time Blackstar is a super conceited uh, ninja character who is so into himself that he can't help but scream about it at all times, which gets in the way of his ninja-ing. But he's also a competent fighter, and he partners with a uh, very soft-spoken and reserved girl named Tsubaki, who can turn herself into a variety of ninja weapons they have also become friends with death the kid death the kid is the son of lord death they are both shinigami and so they are gods of death basically instead of people and death the kid is a uh a pretty smart uh calculating character who has a stumbling block of being obsessed with synergy and with everything being lined up perfectly and that can stop him from winning fights or being involved in situations where he would otherwise be succeeding he uh consequently has two partners so that there is synergy to them they are sisters liz and patty they can each turn into an identical gun and he shoots those at his enemies Um, and then the last of our kind of hero core is a a person named Krona I almost said a girl named Krona Krona is uh, gender non-specific we will usually use they pronouns for Krona but uh, if we slip up please forgive us Krona um, had a really shitty upbringing because their mother is a witch who wanted to use Krona as a weapon and a tool rather than have Krona as a kid. And so Krona was put through all kinds of like neglect, torture as a kid, and has some pretty severe social anxiety issues as a result. Krona's weapon is also pretty unique, because instead of being a person that turns into a weapon that they carry, Krona's weapon is their own blood. It is kind of, I guess, like a magical or maybe demonic creature named Ragnarok who is uh, uh, Crona's blood and specifically black blood that lives in Crona's body and can manifest outside of the body, usually as a sword, but also we've seen wings and like the blood droplets can turn into spikes and stuff like that. So krona has got pretty cool powers. Krona um, also is in sort of trouble because Crona was manipulated by their mother, Medusa the Witch, uh, into basically bugging one of the professors at the school they all go to which is the dwma where they learn to fight better with their uh meister weapon partnerships um corona bugged this person didn't really want to but you know after a lifetime of abuse it's hard to escape that kind of thing and so was was sort of uh, browbeaten into it and that bug has allowed the witches to spy on the heroes and also to make one of the other heroes go insane uh, that hero is named Stein. He is already a little bit prone to insanity, but he's also a super proficient fighter, and so he has served as a teacher/slash mentor to our heroes in the series up to this point. Uh, the big bad that the witch brought back is a guy named Asura. Asura is. He used to be a human, but because of some real fucked up things he did in the past, he has turned himself essentially into an immortal god of madness. With his arrival and uh, re-arising, he has started to spread his madness throughout the world. So people who are more susceptible to going insane are starting to lose it. And Stein is one of those people. And the bug that Krona put into this other professor named Marie has been making Stein go crazier faster. So Medusa is... Uh, wants stein to go insane and come to their side Um, she is also plotting against another witch called arachne who is with osara and um, they used to have a partnership but something went wrong in the past and now they are uh, enemies medusa subsequently has made a pact with the dwma heroes in order to give up information on arachne her organization arachnophobia and Osura and the different tools that they are using to amplify and spread his madness so that they can fight each other because medusa wants them to fight it out and kill each other so that she can reign in the aftermath um, and her plan has uh has been to give that information and then is to get stein to go crazy and come to her side which is where we pick up right now with solider episode 41
1: Okay, so uh, this episode, episode forty-one of Soul Eater, is curled, twirl round and round a new world in which the duck dances. Um, so this episode picks up with Stein absolutely losing his his entire mind. Um, he was on edge before. Um, but now he has been pushed completely, completely over the edge by Medusa. Um, and he is walking around in a literal haze, um, and, uh, and he doesn't know where he's going or what he's doing. Um, there's a couple of times where he is shown to be walking to a giant door that is being guarded by the Death Scythe, um, uh and the Death Scythe ends up turning into um, kind of like a wolf that protects this door that's protecting something on the other side that we don't really understand yet. Um, He gets chased away from this. He ends up getting uh, confronted by his child self, who is trying to talk him out of going insane. Um, He's also going to have a moment where he is just surrounded by little witch children and he's just like what's happening where am i and this witch children this witch child which is like a stand-in for medusa is just like come on over the dark side it's a it's it's a real uh sh- the shining moment for mr stein or yes yeah, dr stein <laughs> he, he's um
0: he's kind of having uh illusions that work to medusa's uh benefit here and I'm I kind of get the impression that Medusa is inserting herself into his life and blending into the madness around him, or is in some way manipulating his mental um, journey in order to sort of push him in the direction that she wants him to go.
1: mm-hmm, yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Corona is having a real terrible time, uh, mostly because they they have decided that uh, Corona will be released, but released into banishment. Um, and, uh, they are gearing up for an attack on all of these different bases. Um, uh, Corona is, is going to decide through this that they need to do something in order to protect their friends from this oncoming disaster. Um, so they take it upon themselves to kind of like steal themselves to go deal with the problem that is uh their mother
0: yeah and so um there's this really touching moment where maka who really loves krona like maka is the person who reached out to krona with kindness and turned krona to the side of the good guys mm-hmm. and so maka just she believes that krona is good in her heart and she believes that um that krona didn't mean to do what they did and is repentant for it and that it's not going to happen again and basically krona is being kept under lock and key and has planned uh you know an exile plant because everybody else is either does not believe that krona can be trusted or whether or not they believe that krona can be trusted believes that the thing that krona did deserves a punishment anyway but maka has this moment where she like sits on the other side of Kronas' cell door, and it's just like they're going to let you out. They're gonna let you back into the school because they just made this deal with Medusa. And Medusa's way worse than you. And it's really Medusa's fault that you did the things that they that you did. So if they if they're gonna let her go, they're gonna let you go. And that is not correct. But yeah. they are going to kind of give a bone to krona anyway because Krona's like you know they're like krona's like i want to go i want to i want to make up for my mistake i want to go after my mother and they're like well um you're you're in exile so you know you can kind of do that if you want to wink wink nudge nudge and also uh, uh marie who again is the the professor who was bugged by um krona and who has a very affectionate and possibly romantic relationship with stein and whose presence because of the bug caused stein to leave has something of a chip on her shoulder for crona and i think she as an adult teacher has a certain innate sense that crona might not be so bad because she can see that crona is a kid and a kid who has been through some shit and has some real issues themselves and so i think marie has a sympathy there but that sympathy is being eclipsed by outrage at what was done and uh so anyway all of this is a long way to say marie is going to officially sever ties with the institution of the dwma so that she can go with crona partly to watch over crona and make sure that this is not a ploy and partly so that crona doesn't have a change of heart And also because part of the mission of going after Medusa is to find Stein and bring him back. And that is the Mm -hmm. thing that Marie wants to do. And it is not the thing that the DWMA is doing. Their basic idea is like, we have bigger fish to fry with the madness spreading to the entire world. We have to deal with the Asura and we can deal with the rest of it later. Um, But also they made a deal with Medusa that the school would not attack her. And so they can't go after her. But if... Krona is out uh is exiled and Marie is no longer part of the staff. They are not bound by the truce, which is a little bit of a loophole, but I'm into it
1: yeah um the other thing that is a a really big deal that is happening um in Uh, in Stein leaving is that they are deciding to go full force into figuring out what is going on with these magical devices um and the most important one that's happening right now is the breakdown of uh Joe who is trying to discover what the hidden things are inside of the book of Ebon um is trying to figure out what's going on with Brew. He's trying to figure out uh, some way to basically break in and use it, and what is the possibility of using it. And it turns out that there is a, uh, a, a number of different things inside of this book, but he doesn't know which one is going to actually help him. And it turns out that uh, when you get assisted by a bunch of... Uh, I guess, magical witch cats, um, you are going to end up getting terrible coffee, and uh, sometimes you're going to spill that terrible coffee on this super important book, and then uh, it's going to turn out that you have a hidden page that's ri- hidden behind the front of the book, and that's going to tell you about where you need to go next. Um, it's a it's a little bit of a kismet moment, um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it kind of points out to everybody else Uh, that Joe would be doing better if he just had his own damn coffee. Um, Because he talks about how, yeah, he's like, he's like, if I had this coffee, I would be so much more ahead of what's going on, but I'm completely behind. Get me my coffee person back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They also have this joke where like the, the girls are like, Joe, stop working. You've been working too hard you need to eat and he's like nah i'm fine i don't need to eat and they're like well there's also coffee with your meal and he's like well i guess i could take a break and then they give him the coffee and i think it's a japanese product but it's basically milk coffee in a can and he's like what the hell is this and then i think that's why it spills is because he's so upset um he also is going to go to lord death with the revelation that he is he has discovered this page it's a big deal and they've discovered that there is a key to brew that you need to activate it and joe is going to suggest that they send death the kid Lord death's son Um, it's important to note death cannot leave the academy his body is uh has been sort of spiritually tied to it so he can't get too far away um and that was because he was trying to keep asura locked up there and i think maybe now that asura is gone he just doesn't know how to undo it uh, that's the impression that i get um yeah and then so death the kid is his son but is also not a human it's a shinigami so death the kid might be the right person for the job unfortunately death the kid is has recently developed a huge suspicion of his father and the school and their motives He feels like there is something they are not telling him about what these magical tools are or can be used for and what the school intends to do with them. And he is not buying it. He feels like there is some extra game playing going on here and because he's not in the loop, he feels like he doesn't want to support it. So he's really suspicious and Lord Death is like, I'm not sure if I should send him because he's pretty upset right now.
1: Yeah. He is going to end up going, though. Um, right. And uh, then uh, the the last part of this episode is is really just kind of... It's kind of twofold. Um, the, the first uh, important thing that is going to happen... Uh, well, I guess they're both important, but one's more ridiculous than the other one. Um, the first important thing is that Stein is going to finally be pushed over the edge when he hallucinates that Marie has killed herself. Um, and uh, then he is confronted by her standing in front of him and she's holding her head in her hands. Um, it's really kind of messed up and Stein is fully mad and finds himself wandering up to Medusa's palace. Um, and then the other thing is that there is a decision on who is going to fight, uh, against the main, uh, the main villain, which is going to be Asura, um, by playing a game of basketball and uh, Blackstar ends up accidentally getting it knocked off the side of his head and it ended up going in and because of this he wins the game and then there's this hilarious moment where he like he looks up and he's like yeah I nailed it and then it cuts over to them and they're like uh, what's wrong with your neck Blackstar and he's like what and his head is just turned sideways like his neck is broken
0: <laughs> yeah this is not an official competition like the DWMA is not like who's gonna fight Asura we will decide with basketball but uh the the kids, our main hero kids, are, like, blowing off some steam, essentially. And they're kind of having one of those, like, playground bets where they're like, oh, there's this thing coming up. Let's make a bet on, you know, the outcome of that thing based on what we're doing right now. So the the thing is that somebody's got to kill osura And they're like, one of us is going to kill him. Ha ha ha. Um, and who it'll be is whoever makes the shot. And it's actually, it goes in from Black Star, but it is a shot that Maka makes and she accidentally bank shots it off of Black Star's face. So they kind of <laughs> both made it in. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, it's it's very very funny. Um anyways, that's going to take us into episode 42, Charge Baba Yaga's Castle. Things are kind of gloomy. Um so <laughs> Just a little uh, bit. Yeah. So this episode is uh it's upsetting in a couple of different ways. Um so the the first one is is going to be about uh Maka. Maka is is really upset um with the DWMA and the biggest reason why is because she doesn't think that what's happening to Corona is fair at all. Um she is uh she she decides that she is going to um step in and go and take charge inside of this. Um, but she doesn't know how exactly she's going to do this. And if she should just stay in involved into, in the plans that are currently going on, or if she should break away from what they decide to do, um, to, to take over, um, the, the successful retrieval of Corona.
0: Yeah. She wants to go after Corona cause she doesn't think it's right. But the DWMA is not going after Krona because they need to deal with Asura. And there's all these machines scattered yes. throughout the world that are um, enhancing the amount of madness that's spreading because of osura's revival. And they didn't know where they were, but because Medusa made a deal with them, they now know where they are. And so they're like, we need to go take care of these things. And she is having a real hard time with it. Uh,
1: yeah, hmm. they they then... Uh, Maka's going to encounter Sid a little bit later... Sid is going to reveal that Krona has been fully exiled um but uh, inside of this exile Krona and Marie have decided that they're going to go fight Medusa to retrieve Stein um and uh they they go on their mission but this is weighing so heavily on Maka that she's just like I don't know what I should do and Sol's just like I know what you should do you need to stand up for the things that you really believe in and he he this sticks so hard inside of Maka's head that she's just like, fuck it, I'm leaving and going to do something. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going. And Sol's just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't come to this realization until they've already been deployed in the field and they're about to like yeah. go into battle. And Maka mm-hmm. just can't get over it. And so it's sort of like this is her whole arc through this episode is like she's having trouble with this and by the end of the episode she decides to go off instead of following the rest of the team into battle Mm -hmm. Um, meanwhile at the dwma spirit who is maka's father and is the death scythe to lord death has been prepping the students to deploy against osara and the arachnophobia organization they're all going to go out they're going to be storming this castle called baba yaga castle which uh made me think of justin Gerhard or jason Gerhard. um <laughs> and uh did you see when he did baba yaga was that after you
1: no I've seen it it's ridiculous <laughs> it's amazing
0: uh, so the um, Baba Yaga! <laughs> yeah so they're gonna be storming this castle and they're like okay so Ostra's whole thing is that he makes people go crazy so we're gonna uh, give you all these supplements that are madness suppressant so that they will help you not go crazy and then back in like the war room where there's like Lord Death and a couple of the death sites who are talking to each other, they're like, that's not a thing, right? And he's like, yeah, it's a placebo, but, you know, any little bit helps. Which I thought was really <laughs> smart.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, the next two things before the end of this episode happens are um, Arachne, uh, she's figured out what's going on. Um, she figured out because all of these different places are being attacked at the same time that she must have been betrayed by Bendusa. Um, and so uh, she decides that she is going to deploy troops to protect all these different locations. Uh, the last thing is just a fight that I want to see more of at all times, uh, which is Law fighting against Grinko um, uh, or Gary um i i just love these battles that they have back and forth and it's basically the only thing that justin law ever does is fight against these chainsaw leg motherfucker it's just
0: like it's really interesting i i've also been looking at the trivia and the like differences between the anime and manga because as a reminder this anime has split from the manga and is now telling a unique to the anime story um that has some inspiration but like there are some really surprising things one of which is uh justin law is not in this battle or in the you know um corresponding battle that the manga has because he has been revealed to be a murderer of one of the other characters who is dead in the manga but not in the show and he was, like, <laughs> some sort of double agent or something. And I don't think that ever happens in the show. But it is true in the manga. In the same way that, like, yeah. apparently in the manga, Krono never actually comes back to the good guys.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, the next episode is going to be episode 43, The Last Magic Tool, Mission Impossible for Unarmed Kid. Um, this episode... Uh, it's one of those episodes that I think people should just watch. Um, yeah, it's a self-contained story. Um, yeah, the biggest reason why is that it's it's one of those episodes where the almost the entire episode is just about a fight that's going on. Um, and it, there's like two main plot points uh, that uh, advance the show forward. Um, so this is going to be another one of those points where I say, uh, if you're listening to this, pause. Pause watch this episode again. It's just got great fights and uh, battles inside of it. Um, and then uh, now that you're back, uh, the uh, the the two big plot points that are going to happen inside of it is that uh, Death the Kid is going to uh, go to this place called Sargophagus uh, City, I think it's called, or it might just be called Sargophagus. Uh, yeah, I can't Sarcophagus, remember. Sarcophagus. Um, and uh, then... Uh, he is going to find a magical tool, which is a sword keyblade. Um, at one point, he is going to be separated from Liz and Patty um, and go down into this place to find this sword keyblade. Um, and then he is going to escape with it and get help from Liz and Patty at the end of it. Um, there's a lot more other things that happen inside of us, but not super important to the plot moving forward. It's just fun. And that's yeah, one of those things that he, happens in Soul Eater, where it's just like some of these episodes, like we can talk about, but man, they're just super fun to watch. And this one, yeah, is he
0: he fights these two horrible clowns, and that's fun. And he goes into the city by himself, and so he's at a disadvantage. And the reason is that there have been people, you know, all the people in the city disappeared twenty years ago. And anybody who's gone in it since has disappeared. And he's like, well, I'm a Shinigami. So maybe I won't be affected by whatever it is. That's disappearing things, which mm-hmm. turns out to be these horrible clowns. And then Liz and Patty come into the city anyway to rescue him. And it's, it's real nice. It's good time. Yeah. Um, there's also it, it a kick also... ass fight scene with black oh, star yeah. at the beginning.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot about that fight at the very start black star. He is just going to murder some golems over and over again. Um, it's awesome. So it's not super important. It's just cool. Um, yeah the the funniest part in this episode though is there is a part where the two clown robot monsters are attacking against uh against uh death the kid and there's a part where they're symmetrical and he's just like, oh, symmetry. And then they're not symmetrical and he's just like, oh, not symmetrical. And then they go <laughs> yeah. back to being symmetrical and he's just like, symmetry! And then they are not symmetrical and he's just like, oh, no, I should fight this. And then they're symmetrical in an attack and he's just like, yes! And then he gets stabbed in the face and he's just like, perfect! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he gets stabbed in each
0: cheek at the same spot he's just like,
1: yes! <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> It's just like that euphoric moment where he's just like, yes, I don't care if I die. This is worth it.
0: <laughs> um, the only other important thing that happens in this episode is in regards to Soul and Maka, we are going to see that they are rushing off and Soul is just like, hey, Maka, where are we going exactly? And Maka's like, you know what? I don't know. I was just kind of like moving to move. Like I wanted to act and I'm acting, but you're right. I don't really know where I'm going. But you know what? I'm gonna try and sense the soul wavelengths of Krona and Marie and Stein because they should—that should show us where Medusa is. Soul is like, look, mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to do that because um, witches have this thing called soul protect, which prevents them from being sensed. And Maka is like, you know what? I I think I can do this, but I can't do it alone. We have to we have to work together. We have to be in sync in order to do this. And then I think I can find them. And so he's going to be like, all right, well, we'll give it a try. And that is going to be the only advancement of a plot other than Clown City.
1: Yeah. Um, And then the very, very last thing is going to be, uh, as the clowns are going to die, um, one of them is going to um, regurgitate a message uh, from um, the original creator of the Madlist Clowns, um, which is just saying that um, you have to be worthy to wield this magical weapon. Um, and uh, death, the kid is just like, I don't know if I'm worthy or not. Um, and then that takes us into episode 44, um, weakling Corona's determination for you for always being by my side. Um, this episode is great. Um, and one of the reasons that it's so great is it is a contained beginning of a fight. Um, we are going to leave this week on a pretty big cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I didn't
0: mean to, but it happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, so really what happens inside of this episode is it's 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 very very tight in one part of the story moving the plot forward for the entire show, which is that Krona and Marie are going to fight against Medusa and Stein. Uh, Stein has been, uh, taken over by Medusa and his madness is complete. He is going to start a fight with Marie. Um, uh, Medusa is going to fight against Corona. Um, there is a lot of back and forth with them just, you know, moving plot forward and having quick fights and back and forths. It's just mostly a fight episode. And then the most devastating moment, though, is when Medusa is going to uh, use her soul wavelength to resonate inside of Corona Uh, because she understands how Corona's uh, uh, weapon works. She is able to make it not able to protect Corona anymore, and Corona gets slashed open uh, their blood just pours all over the floor and they usually use that to turn into spikes but because he, uh, they've been hit with a soul wavelength they can't use it as spikes and they are just completely, completely helpless as a Medusa is swinging down a blade uh, we have just a split second where we just believe that Corona might be dead and then it cuts up to Maka catching the blade with uh, with soul and then we go on a cliffhanger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh and um it's pretty dope. It's a really good fight. Uh it's clear like Marie spent some time trying to reach Stein and he is just gone. Like he is lost to them.
1: And oh yeah. So, he is gone gone. Like he uh there's even a part where he's just he's he's holding a cigarette in his mouth and then he just bites through the cigarette as he's like attacking into Marie. It's really messed up. Like it, Yeah,
0: but it's it's pretty great i mean it's this is good plot advancement but it is plot advancement through fighting and the fight is really good and fluid and a lot of stuff happens and it's just we're not going to be able to do it justice here so you have two episodes to watch for your homework minimum
1: (laughs) anyways uh stick with us after the credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time
0: blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions with
1: sound editing done by rashad english of plain english productions He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: Follow us on Twitter at B and
1: S get jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer get jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like subscribe and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: And hey, thanks for listening. (laughs) Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 132 through
1: 135. Yep, they're going to inject as much money as possible into Naruto. Uh, let's get uh, some ground up money. Uh, let's inject it directly into Naruto. Um, oh, I don't think you're supposed to inject it directly. Oh yeah, that's that's how you uh, get better quality animation. Ah, oh, okay. Well, sounds great. It's a great way to stay in shape.